This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Jesse, I'm sitting here drinking Starbucks coffee. Actually, it's a decaf for all of you who listened to the episode about me giving up coffee. Don't worry, I'm not drinking coffee again. It's a decaf latte. Well, I guess because technically, decaf coffee is not coffee. Technically, decaf is coffee, but it doesn't have the caffeine. And in your mind, it's colored it's water, not coffee. Anyway, but it actually does have caffeine in it, but just not very much. Tiny little bit. It doesn't affect me like regular coffee does. Uh, but this is actually a gift from Catherine. And I was just thinking how it's really incredible when you get to the place in life where your teenager can drive and has a job and makes money and calls you and says, hey, I was going to pick you up something from Starbucks. What would you like? That's not fair. Because she didn't call you. <laughs> I thought she got you a sandwich. She did. She wasn't going to be getting it from Starbucks, though. She, yes, she decided that the place that you wanted the food from was where she little, said she was going to go was a little expensive. So, anyway, I was just thinking, you know, for all the young moms who are in the thick of mothering little ones, or maybe moms who aren't so young but are mothering little ones, um, who maybe it just feels monotonous and menial. And mundane, guess what? Keep at it. Keep changing those diapers. Keep wiping those bottoms and picking up those toys because someday soon. It will pay off. It pays off (laughs) in things like Starbucks. It's the best. Jesse, we have had a lot of requests for a specific thing 
a lot of questions about a specific thing. Uh, but before we get to that, I wanted to talk about, I'll just leave that hanging there for you because you have no idea. I have no idea. Um, before I get to that, I wanted to introduce today's topic. We're going to talk about the topic of prayer and kind of from the perspective that might be a little bit different um, then maybe you typically think of prayer. And I'm just going to share some things that I've learned about prayer, how God has really changed my heart. And we're going to talk about why your prayers may not be answered. So we'll get to that. But first, the thing that everyone keeps asking about is, did you get your anniversary gift? <laughs> did I get my anniversary gift? I, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, see, it wasn't super exciting because you had to sit there and think about it. Yes, it finally did come in the mail, yes. and people were wondering what it was. And it was a game that someone who has, a, I think, a similar sense of humor as you suggested that I buy for you. And okay. it's called Pun Intended. I actually couldn't find the original Pun Intended on Amazon, so I got Pun Intended too. But um, it's a game, supposedly, because we haven't played it yet. We need to, uh, for people who like puns. And it's a card game. That's very much up your alley. Yes. So we're going to have to play that as a family. But yes, the game did arrive. And for those of you who might know someone in your life who loves puns, we can link that in the show notes. They have pun intended and pun intended too. Okay, so. What's saving my life? I had a really hard time narrowing it down today because there were multiple things. One of them was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because two nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night. Actually, I should, I should rephrase that. Someone woke me up in the middle of the night. Not a, not a child. Um, did I wake you up in the middle of the yes, night? Yes, you did. You woke me up in the middle of the night. Because you said I was too far on your side of the bed. Yeah, you weren't. <laughs> which I which I was, granted. But you you just you were very kind and everything. But you asked me to move over and somehow in the process of that, my brain got completely turned on and I could not go back to sleep. Usually in pregnancy I have insomnia, so I've been shocked that I haven't hardly experienced it at all, but something about how I was woken up or something I could not go back to sleep. And I tried all the usual things. Usually if I listen to a podcast, if I pray, if I look on my phone for a little while, if I get up and do something, nothing was working. And I was tired. It wasn't like I was mm -hmm. wired. It wasn't that really early in the morning. I think it was like three. Yes. And so, uh, well, I was, uh, I think it was two because it was, I was up from two to five, but anyway. Okay. So finally I was like, you know, I am really hungry. And I laid there for a while and I was like, I'm not going to get up and go get food. But all I could think about was I just want a peanut butter sandwich. But I was like, I am not going to get up in the middle of the night and go and make myself a peanut butter sandwich. We do not need to start this. Yeah, really. But I couldn't get it out of my head. And so finally, after about 45 minutes of convincing myself, I did not need to get up to go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I did. And I was so tired that once I got it made, I brought it back into bed and laid there half asleep and ate this thing. And I don't even remember finishing it because I fell asleep. Because I think when you woke up, you're like, is it still in is, bed? Did I crush it? Yes. So 
That was something, it was interesting because I don't think I've ever done that before. I don't think um, when I've had insomnia in pregnancy, I don't recall ever actually getting up and eating. And I heard from a lot of people, because I shared this on Instagram, that they said a, that a lot of times they actually can be from hunger. And you might not even realize it, that your body is just hungry. So mm. I don't know. If I have insomnia again, um, I'm going to try it again. We'll see. It might have just been a fluke thing. But that's not what I was going to pick, even though that I am grateful for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, especially because I've been having a lot of them recently. Um, the Water Wow books. We recently got them. We had them with our three older kids when they were younger. And I kind of remembered them recently and thought, I bet Kirsten is at the age that she would really like these books. And so we got them and she loves them. So basically it's just, it's a Melissa and Doug, probably some other brands have them, but we got Melissa and Doug and they're just these kind of thick cardboard books. And there's this little paintbrush type of thing that you could put water in and then they just color the books with water. And it's great because they can't make a mess other than spilling the water. She did figure out how to get it undone and spilled a little bit of water. But she thinks it's really cool. And I even noticed that the older kids kind of enjoyed doing them with her too, but it keeps her occupied. And it's just kind of those mess-free things. You could even bring it, I feel like if you were going to a doctor's office or your child needed to sit through you know, at they were going to some event or church or something like that. I think it would even work for something like that. So mm-hmm. again, those are the water wow books. There's also, Jesse, do you remember when we had those pages? It was a Melissa and Doug thing too, where it was, you would paint water on them. They were not reusable books, but yeah, it was so. the pages mm-hmm. and they had kind of paint already yep. on the paper. I think she would like that, but I just feel like she could potentially make a little bit more of a mess with that. Um, so we're going to start with the Water Wow books. I also have a book update that is geared for young kids. I feel like maybe that's the theme. That's a lot of my life right now. Although Catherine took the ACT today. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're we're caught in the thick between ACT and ABCs because Kirsten's wanting to learn her ABCs and she's actually doing a really great job with them. And then we're having a child that's taking the ACT. It's kind of this interesting season of life. But the book that I want to talk about is the Jesus Storybook Bible. I just finished reading it to Kirsten. I don't know how many times I've read it through because I read it through to the older kids, but this was my first time to read it through um, with Kirsten. And I just love this book. What I love about it, so many Bible story books, they just, I feel like they miss the mark because they're making the Bible characters the hero instead of Jesus the hero, which when you really dive into the Bible is about pointing to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Every single story in the Bible points to Jesus. It is not pointing to the man or woman in that story. That man or woman is pointing to Jesus. And so sometimes I think we really miss out when we make Bible characters the hero instead of Jesus the hero. And so I love how just every single story, every single part of that book is pointing to Jesus as the hero of the Bible and as the hero of our story as well and as the Redeemer and just kind of the gospel is woven in throughout every single chapter so well. So I love it. I think I'm possibly just going to start it over again because I love it so much. Um, And every time I pick up another 
type of Bible related book and I look through a few chapters and it just doesn't hold a candle to that one. But if anyone has a suggestion of a great Bible story book, um, Bible related book for, you know, a toddler to preschooler that has Jesus as the hero and is very biblically based, I'd love to hear because I'd like to try some new ones as well. But again, that was the Jesus Storybook Bible, and we will link to that in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Twigby. Twigby is a company dedicated to providing fantastic phone service at, here's my favorite part, great prices. They're perfect if you are looking for something that is more affordable, if you are wanting to save on your cell phone bill and you're like, I don't even know how to start. I feel like it's so expensive. You definitely need to go to twigby.net forward slash crystal. That's twigby.net forward slash crystal. When you go there, not only will you get a great deal, they are offering to my audience, you're going to get 50% off your first six months. Plus, if you use coupon code FAMILY at checkout, you're going to get an additional discount. You're going to get a $15 account credit once you place your order. So go to twigby.net forward slash crystal, and you can see right on their site exactly what you're going to pay. They're super upfront about all their costs. They say that a family of four averages the savings of $70 a month. On their website, you can check out their savings calculator to see exactly what you would save with what you currently have. And the best part about it is that there is no contract and no hidden fees. So if you want to cancel at any time, you can. You're not locked in to a long-term rate. So go to twigby.net forward slash crystal, see how much you can save. And don't forget, if you decide that you want to switch your cell phone plan over to Twigby, use coupon code FAMILY at checkout, and you're going to get a $15 additional credit in addition to getting 50% off your first six months. That's twigby.net forward slash crystal. All right, let's talk about prayer. So this episode, the idea for this was inspired by a question that came in through Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, I would love for you to follow me. I'm the money saving mom. And this person asked, how do I pray when my husband doesn't want to change? And she was specifically talking about how she wanted to pray for an area of her husband's life that she thought needed to change, but he was unwilling to change. And so it felt pointless to pray for that when he wasn't willing to change. And so I addressed this on Instagram briefly and was just talking about how so often we can approach prayer as the way to change things. And I don't believe that prayer is about changing our circumstances or changing people in our life. It's about changing us. And a lot of people had a lot of questions as I just shared this briefly. So I wanted to dive into that more. And Jesse, I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well. But I think sometimes we can view prayer almost as if God is a vending machine and we go up to it and we pick the flavor that we want and we press a button and we're supposed to just going to come right out. And if, if that doesn't happen, 
then we consider it our prayer wasn't answered. Mm-hmm. Which, if we think about it, for one, if we say a prayer isn't answered, I always think of back to the missionary story that my mom would read about Amy Carmichael and when she prayed for something and she didn't get the thing she prayed for. And um, someone said to her, isn't no an answer? We think of answered prayer as in we got the thing that we wanted. Right. We got the outcome that we wanted. But no or wait is also an answer. And so I think first off, we have to change our perspective on what is prayer and what is answered prayer. But then what is the purpose of prayer? I'm reading this book by Mark Batterson called Win the Day, and he has this quote in there that I think is so powerful, and it's something that oftentimes we can lose sight of in the day-to-day, in the struggle, in just trials and difficulties. He says, There is nothing wrong with asking God to change your circumstances, but His primary objective is changing you. The circumstances you're asking God to change may be the very circumstances He is using to change you. And so I think we need to go back to the drawing board when it comes to our perspective and our definition of prayer. Prayer isn't about fixing or changing other people like this woman wanted to do. You know, she wanted to pray to fix or change the situation with her husband that she thought this would be best. And it actually had to do with his health. And it was his choices that he was making health-wise. She was very frustrated with him. And so she wanted to pray that he would change and he was unwilling to change. And so she was viewing prayer as like this fix for her husband. And yet it wasn't happening. Prayer isn't about fixing or changing other people. It's about changing us. And ultimately, it's about a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's about deepening that relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's about spending time with Him. It's about listening It's not just coming to him and saying, I want this, please fix this, please change this, please do this. It's about sitting with him and spending time with him, releasing our burdens to him, asking him to carry them for us, asking him to walk with us in the dark and dreary and difficult and discouraging places, asking him to help us when we feel weary, when we feel tired, leaning on Him when we feel like we just can't go on anymore, and getting to see Him be so faithful. When we come to Him with that open-handedness, it changes us. It changes our heart toward other people. It changes our heart toward our circumstances. And it changes our heart ultimately toward the Lord. It's not about us trying to control or micromanage a situation. It's about us opening our hands up and saying, God, I want to trust you in this. I was so convicted by this a few years ago when I realized how I was praying for my kids. I was praying specifically things for them that I wanted changed. And 
through prayer, it was as if I was trying to control them. Like, I felt like, okay, so I don't like what they're doing. And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to try to make it better by doing that. And I've just really been convicted about how I pray for other people. I don't think it's wrong to pray for, you know, specific struggles or things like that, but I want it to come from a heart of faith, not a heart of fear. I want it to come from a heart of trust and release and a willingness to trust that sometimes God is going to work in a way that's very different than I would expect. I think back to the story that I shared of Amy Carmichael and her praying for this thing when she was a little girl and her not getting what she wanted. She was praying that her brown eyes would be blue. She hated her brown eyes and she wanted blue eyes. And so she prayed, God, please, please, please make my eyes blue. When I wake up in the morning, may my eyes be blue. And she woke up in the morning, she looked in the mirror, her eyes were still brown and she was so discouraged. And then this person said to her, isn't no an answer? Well, years later, she was a missionary in India And she would actually paint her skin brown and she would go into these really awful environments and rescue girls out of them. Had she had blue eyes, it would have been a dead giveaway that she wasn't supposed to be there, that she was a foreigner. But because she had brown eyes, she was able to go and rescue these girls from the trafficking that was going on. And so sometimes God doesn't answer our prayer in the way that we want him to because he has plans for us years and years down the road that we don't have any idea what they are and that he's going to use that very circumstance in our life in this really powerful way that we could never dream or imagine as we're praying for something. I think it's so good to examine our heart. You know, why am I praying? Is it because I want my life to be better? Is it because I want my life to be more comfortable? Is it what, because I want my life to be easier? Like if we, we're praying prayers specifically kind of out of selfishness, there's a good chance those prayers are not going to be answered with a yes, because that's not praying according to God's will. That's not saying, God, I trust you. I want to walk in your steps, which by the way, If we study the life of Jesus, he did not have a really comfortable, easy life. So if we want to walk in his steps, it means we got to be willing to step into scary and uncomfortable and what feels like unsafe and risky situations. And so why are we praying what we're praying? Is it from a heart of wanting God's will? Is it from a heart of wanting to walk with someone well? Or is it because we just want our kids to have better attitudes because it's making our life difficult? I've just been challenged with this a lot and really changing the way that I approach prayer, approaching it as a relationship, as spending time with my Heavenly Father, as building that relationship, as leaning on Him, as trusting in Him, and as letting go of those things that I'm trying to control. So often when we're feeling stress, when we're feeling tension, when we're feeling frustration, it's because we're trying to micromanage a situation. We're trying to be the one in control instead of recognizing that God is ultimately in control. And so prayer often, it's just about me going to him and acknowledging what he already knows, acknowledging what 
is so clear. And yet I so often forget that he's in control, that he knows the end from the beginning, that he is trustworthy and that I want to trust him. I want to give up, relinquish my desire to try to control a situation. And I want to rest in him. Prayer is for my heart to change. And the more that I spend time just opening up my hands, releasing, trusting, resting, the more that I feel peace. And it's not about the end result. It's about the process. And it's about God changing me in the process. And so often when I pray now, I'm not praying for an end result. I'm praying for right here and now. God, help me to trust you in this. Help me to rest in you. Help me to walk with this person who's struggling. Speak through me. Speak love through me to them. Help them to feel your love flowing through me to them. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I want to trust you in this. Give me the words that you've called me to say. Help me not to say anything that I shouldn't say and help me to say the things that I need to say. I, I pray that a lot, even before we do a podcast or before I do something that, you know, is going to require me to share words. Um, Praying to walk with my kids, praying that they would feel loved by me instead of praying, you know, for this specific situation that I would like changed to be changed. God, help me to walk with them in this. Help me to point them to you. Help them to see Jesus in me. One thing I like when thinking about prayer is prayer is one side of a two-sided conversation. God speak to us, speaks to us through His Word, the Holy Spirit, and we speak to God through prayer. And prayer is really designed to lead us into communion with God. And that, that's communication. Communication, the purpose of communication is to be in communion with the other party, with the other person. And, you know, like you had mentioned, you know, Jesus says that when you pray according to his will, he hears us. That's the key. We don't pray according to our will, according to what we want and how we want to manipulate the situation. We want to pray, what does God will? What does God want through this? What does he want for me in this? You know, I go back to the question of of the woman that wants to pray for the purpose of, of changing her husband. That motivation is it the motivation to seek the Lord or the motivation to actually manipulate the situation mm-hmm. and how to approach that when you're in a, a, a situation where something isn't right, that you don't feel that something is going the right direction. What's the right way to pray for in, in that situation? I think looking at that and saying, God, help me to respond to this in the way that you want me to respond and not praying to affect change in something other than your heart is the best way to go. Well, and I feel like then you'll never be disappointed in God. If you're just praying for your heart to be changed and you're just praying, releasing your stress and your worries of where you're trying to control to the Lord, then you're going to see him be faithful and you're going to see him answer prayer. That's the thing. For me, I see God showing up in such great and mighty ways 
over and over and over and over again in my heart and in my life, where I see him changing me, where maybe there's someone in my life who they have a tendency to kind of rub me wrong and really irritate me. And when I'm praying, God, help me to show them your love. And then I get an opportunity where love pours out of me to this person. I can only point to the Lord for that because that is him working through me to this person. But I always, I also think when we're praying in that vein, our heart changes towards other people. And we begin to see things in a different light because we're praying for God's love to flow through us to others. And so then not only does do I feel like the floodgates kind of open up in our heart, but we are then actively looking for ways to show love to these people that we're praying that we can love. And so I just want to encourage you to examine your prayer life. Maybe some of you are like, I'm not really spending much time at all in prayer because I kind of tried that and it just didn't work. I would encourage you, if you want to have a relationship with the Lord, you got to be spending time with Him. You can't have a relationship with someone without spending time. And maybe you're feeling like, well, I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know where to start. Prayer isn't about eloquent words. It isn't about saying the right thing. It's just about having a conversation with the Lord, telling Him exactly where you're at, exactly what you're feeling. Think of if just your good friend was sitting across the table from you and you were just pouring out your heart to her, what you're struggling with, how you're feeling. You can sit there and pour out your heart in the same way to the Lord. He doesn't care if you you know, put the words all together just right, if you don't know the right Christianese or whatever. He just wants you to desire a relationship with Him. And so to build relationship, there has to be active intent. And so spending that time, and maybe it's, you know, even something really practical of every morning, like I've talked about how I get on the treadmill and I pray over my day, just talk to the Lord about what I'm struggling with, what I'm carrying, the things that are coming up, ask for His help, ask for His wisdom. If I'm feeling particularly frustrated with a person or frustrated about a situation, bringing that to Him and releasing that to Him. Maybe it's that you set aside you know, three minutes every morning. Maybe it's when you're brushing your teeth or taking your shower, something you say, I'm going to just use this time to just talk to God, to just share with Him what I'm struggling with, what I'm carrying, where I'm trying to control things, what I'm feeling stressed about. And you just pour out your heart and then just take some time to just be quiet and still and invite him to just give you the wisdom and the strength that you need for the day ahead of you. So I think being intentional about building that relationship, starting with baby steps, not feeling like you need to do it perfectly, but just examining your heart. And remembering the purpose of prayer is not to change things around you. It's not to change the people around you. It's not to control or manipulate or micromanage. It's about changing our heart and our posture towards the Lord and towards others. I just want to end again with this quote by Mark Batterson because it's so good. There is nothing wrong with asking God to change your circumstances, but His primary objective is changing you. 
The circumstances you're asking God to change may be the very circumstances He is using to change you. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com 